So I've been thinking a lot recently about the idea of ADD, entrepreneurial ADD, capacity and success. And that's where I want to go on today's Good Life Project Riff. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Good Life Project is brought to you by Understood Explains, a podcast that's like a beacon for parents navigating the special education system. Hosted by Juliana Urtube, a special education expert, this season is all about individualized education plans, or IEPs. Juliana breaks down complex topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP in a way that's easy to grasp. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains about the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, and I was struck by the balance of empathy and practical advice. It's not just about understanding the system. It's about empowering parents and caregivers to advocate for their children, which is just so important. So I've known a number of people who've had to literally scramble to figure out how to advocate for their kids when the system seemed to just make it so hard to get the support that they need and deserve. So if you're a parent navigating this world or even just wondering if it's right for your family, I encourage you to give Understood Explains a listen. Search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. It's like having a roadmap for a journey you didn't expect, making it a little less daunting. Good Life Project is sponsored by LinkedIn Ads. So as a business-to-business marketer, your needs are unique. B2B buying cycles are long and your customers face incredibly complex decisions. So isn't it time you had a marketing platform built specifically for you? LinkedIn Ads empowers marketers with solutions tailored for B2B. Imagine having direct access to a billion professionals, including 180 million senior executives and 10 million C-level leaders with LinkedIn's powerful targeting tools built for B2B, you can drive serious results. LinkedIn ads generated two to five times higher return on ad spend than other social platforms in the technology space. We've actually tapped the power of LinkedIn ads a number of times ourselves, and the campaigns have been really successful. If you're ready to revolutionize your B2B marketing, try LinkedIn ads with a $100 credit on your next campaign. Terms and conditions apply. Go to linkedin.com slash goodlifeproject to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goodlifeproject or just click the link in the show notes. Terms and conditions apply. So back in the day when I owned a yoga center in Hell's Kitchen, New York City, I remember I was trying to figure out you know, what should we do when we first open the doors? In theory, if we wanted to present ourselves as, you know, we're big, we're new, we're the place to be, we should have a full schedule of classes and kind of like people should look at it and say, wow, you know, like these guys are opening big and I I need to be a part of this. But then there was something else in me that also said, you know, the truth is, that it matters less how many offerings we have on the calendar. What matters more is that whatever we do offer, it should feel like that one moment is the moment to be, the place to be. And what I realized was that if we started with a whole bunch of class offerings on the calendar, that 
you know, if we had a thousand people come through our location in a one week window of time, that if that was divided, you know, between 50 classes, there would be a lot fewer people in each class than if it was divided between 10 classes. And what I realized was that in the early days, it was actually more important for us to have fewer classes, fewer offerings. But every time somebody stepped into a room, there was a certain energy. There were enough people in there, so the experience made people say, wow, this is really powerful. This is the place to be. And that's the approach that we took. So when we opened our doors, we had two classes per day, one in the morning, one in the evening. And very quickly, because of that, you know, we were able to book them out. What I realized also was that there are really only two peak times in the day. So during the two peak times when people came, no matter when they came, which was really just two times, everything was was busy. It was packed. It was wall to wall. And because of that, word got around that this was the place to be. And pretty soon, you know, the rooms got maxed out and people were going mat to mat. And in a hot, sweaty vinyasa yoga class, people started saying, we need more room. You know, people started to get there early. People were vying for a position. And I made a decision that I wouldn't actually add new classes until the ones that we had were at capacity. And by doing that, I was able to sort of optimize not only the the revenue that we brought in and never incur additional expenses, never expand until we absolutely had you know the ability to cover the new expense. But I was also able to optimize the energy to really build and sustain a really high level of energy as we grew in a slower, more deliberate way. And I was recently kind of thinking about that in the context of decisions that I'm making these days, and this is, you know, probably 15 years removed down the road, a number of businesses later. And I, to this day, have that entrepreneurial ADD. I wake up in the morning and I have shiny object syndrome. I see blank white pages and blank white canvases, and I drool because I want to start something new. I walk down the street, I see problems that need to be solved that I can solve. So I have no lack of ideas. And I have these pangs to constantly start new things, to try new things, because that's what lights me up. That's what jazzes me, the creative process, the, the process of going from, from nothing to something is the part of it that I enjoy the most. And I've kind of been rethinking this lately. You know, as I sit here and record this, you know, we're growing a really wonderful company. We're five years old. And we've got a number of different, quote, products. You know, we've got media products. We've got education products. We've got community products. We've got events. And beyond that, you know, I have a career speaking. You know, and there are multiple things that are going on. And at the same time, the idea bombs continue to be dropped all around me. And I'm dropping them because there's new stuff that keeps coming up that I want to pursue doing. And I get kind of tickled. And I think about doing them. And I was reflecting back on my approach to being much more intentional about never really initiating something new or never expanding, never adding to my current workload, my current bandwidth, my current um, capacity until the things that I was working on currently had reached a level where they were pretty close to capacity already. We were bursting at the seams and I had the capability to then um, it was almost a mandate to sort of to do something different. And I was thinking about the current projects that I'm working on. And, and the truth is that any given one is doing well. 
But if I look at each one individually, they're also, they each also individually and collectively, there's more space to go. Nothing is at capacity. Nothing is operating at its fullest potential right now. So if you want to think of capacity and potential as the same thing, you can look at it that way. So, you know, there are places and things that I want to do with this podcast that where we're doing great and I'm loving it and having fun. And, you know, as you guys have noticed recently, we've started to bring in sponsorship, which will allow us to do some really cool new different things as well. And yet there's still more potential. There are a lot of things that I want to do and places I want to go with this podcast. When I look at the educational experiences and programs that we create, we're doing really beautifully. We have incredible communities built around them and faculty. And yet, if I look at them and say, are they at a place where they've reached their potential? My answer is no. I don't believe that they are. They're doing beautifully and there's still so much more that we can and will do with them. Uh, when I look at my, my career as a speaker, you know, I, I love speaking. I love traveling around the world. I love being on stage and sharing ideas and seeing sparks and lights happen. And yet, when I think about whether I am functioning anywhere near what I, what I believe to be my potential as a speaker, the answer is a clear no. And there are you know, one or two other sort of projects that make up my ecosystem of contribution right now. So I've been thinking back to you know the original um, sort of idea of what I did when I built out the yoga center and why it was so successful. And it was really about never adding something new until we, what we currently had, what we were currently doing and investing in had reached a point where it was really operating at its fullest potential. And I think as I look at what I'm doing now, it's a really powerful lesson because I have all these ideas. There are all sorts of new things I want to do and start. And I have two options. I can either keep my current projects um, humming along, doing really beautifully, but knowing in the back of my mind that they're probably each individually operating at somewhere between 65 and 85% of their potential and just add new stuff and, and end up with a larger ecosystem of more projects and ideas and products and experiences that, that are probably all operating at sub-potential. Or I can say not now to the other ideas that are dropping into my head right now and say my job is, or, or give myself a sort of a rule or a guidance. You know, the rebel in me is like, yeah, I really don't want a rule. Give myself a bit of a challenge and say, okay, so what if the thing that allows me to unlock a certain amount of investment of energy, time, money, bandwidth in something new is my ability to get a current project much closer to what I believe to be its fullest potential. So what if I'm not actually, you know, I set a challenge for myself to say that everything that I'm currently doing now has to go from, we'll just use an example, from 75% of its true potential to 90% of its true potential before I'm actually able to uh, add something to the ecosystem. How would that change things? You know, and I realize that very often it's actually, it's that last kind of small bit. It's that last gap in potential that we close that yields pretty stunning differences in outcomes. 
you know, it's the 85 to 90% or it's the 90 to 100%. When we close that gap, you know, it seems like a small percentage, but the outcomes, the rewards tend to be exponential. So, you know, if you talk about somebody who's, you know, one of the top 10% of something in the world versus somebody who's in the top 1% in the world, the rewards to that individual, the difference in rewards in being the top 10% versus the top 1% are stunning and exponential. So I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, this would be an interesting challenge. What if I really said, made a commitment and said, I will not add anything new to my contribution ecosystem until the projects that I'm currently working on have reached um, a much fuller expression of their potential. And in doing so, trust that the outcomes that come from that commitment will give me, will return to me a level of additional resources, bandwidth, freedom, and impact from each one of them on the communities and the people I seek to serve that will then allow me to step away to a certain extent and know that we have the structure and the systems and the people and the resources to keep them going at that higher level and at the same time give me the freedom to free up more of my creative and cognitive bandwidth to give any new project a much better shot at it reaching its potential. So that's kind of something that's been bopping around in my head recently. Do you want to start a whole bunch of things and know that in the back of your mind, they're all operating below their true potential, but you get to do all of them? Or do you do a smaller number of things, avoid the pull, the taunt of creative expansion until those things are operating much closer to their potential and then leverage the increased output capability and resources to be able to then add something else after they've hit that threshold and be in a much better place to do so. That's the experiment that I'm running right now. So uh, I thought I would share it with you and see if maybe it's an experiment you might want to run in your life, in your business, in your career, and see how it goes. As always, thanks for listening. I'm Jonathan Fields, signing off for Good Life Project. Good Life Project is sponsored by Lexus GX. So have you ever owned something that inspired you to just up your game? For me, it was this high-end mountain bike. I love the ultralight frame, the suspension, the precision gearing, and I realized it deserved to be ridden to its full potential. So I started training harder so I could experience the joy it could give back to me. And it paid off. That bike helped me discover just new levels of performance and straight up joy. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Imagine tackling rugged landscapes with the available 33-inch all-terrain tires and multi-terrain select, then unwinding with the available front row massaging seats. This is a vehicle that inspires you to go further to live up to its full potential. So why settle? Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.